0: But in contrast to that, we want our horses to feel really free and flowing underneath us. We want them to, with their bodies, say yes when we ask them to go forwards. We want to feel that sparkle of energy underneath us. We want to feel that easily accessible acceleration underneath us. And it's such a beautiful feeling when you actually get it. Welcome to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast, a source for riding and training insights with the goal of helping your horse be a happy, light, and willing partner. I'm your host, Amalia Dempsey, a mainstream equestrian rider who discovered natural horsemanship, and now I help riders like you achieve connection and communication, so you can have more fun and fulfillment whilst prioritizing partnership with your horse. Want to find out my horse training philosophy? Access the free connection and communication mini course at amaliadempsey.com. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Welcome to episode eight of the Horsemanship Breakthroughs Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to explain to you how you can help your quote-unquote lazy horse be more forward and responsive without necessarily getting firmer. I don't actually like using the word lazy because I don't really like to, I guess, humanize certain behaviors, especially negative behaviors that horses... Um, will show us. I don't really think that horses are lazy. I think that usually there's an underlying reason as to why they are not responding to what we're asking them to do. And that's what I want to help you unpack and discover in today's episode. But before we do that, I just want to let you know that if you're listening to this in February of 2021, my Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy is open for enrollment currently. So if you're the sort of person who feels a little bit stuck in your horsemanship journey, you really wanna have a good connection, a good bond, you want a willing partner, but you're not really sure where to start, you're not really sure exactly what to do, maybe your horse is a bit pushy, a bit dull, a bit um, kind of walks all over you, or maybe they're really anxious, worried, seemingly explodes out of nowhere, and you're really wanting guidance, you're wanting help, and you're wanting a framework to go by in order to help to develop that bond that you've always wanted with your horse. I think deep down in all of us is that little girl who just really wants to love their horse and have their horse love them back. And to have this kind of two-way relationship where you can communicate with each other and ultimately just have more fun and fulfillment together where there's no conflict and you just feel like you're in harmony together and it's happy, happy days. So if you're interested in Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy, you can head to my website to find out more details about that. And you can always message me, contact me on Instagram at Amalia underscore horses if you have absolutely any questions at all we start next week on the 1st of March so please make sure you enroll in that if it interests you and uh, yeah hopefully I see you inside the academy. Okay let's get back to the episode so we're talking about horses that are not motivated to go forwards today and how we can help them find that forwards. I know what it feels like when your horse doesn't wanna move forwards. I've been there and honestly, it's something that I still touch on from time to time because it is really one of those fundamental things, one of those basic things that we need to be able to ask our horse to do. And you know, when they're not going forwards, it can feel really kind of yuck and sticky. It can feel almost like backwards and almost like the horse could potentially be dangerous because if they're not gonna go forwards, sometimes they can go up and start rearing and and that can put yourself in a bit of a dangerous situation as well. It can feel like you're putting your foot down on the accelerator but the car or the horse in this case is just simply not going forwards. It's a really stuck feeling but in contrast to that we want our horses to feel really free and flowing underneath us. We want them to with their body, say yes when we ask them to go forwards. We want to feel that sparkle of energy underneath us. We want to feel that easily accessible acceleration underneath us. And it's such a beautiful feeling when you actually get it. And in traditional training, often people, instructors, and peers, and that sort of thing, they will tell us to, you know, put the spurs on, use the whip harder, um, buy bigger spurs, just put your leg on more. Just make him go, growl at him, you know, push him forwards. And to be honest, this actually does work for some horses. But is it really how you want to be with your horse? And does that horse actually feel good about going forwards when you ask them in that way? And unfortunately, a lot of horses are kind of uh, forced into this submission of going forwards and they don't really feel good about it. You're not really in harmony with your horse if you're having to force them to do it. It's kind of like if you were dancing with someone that doesn't really want to dance with you. I mean, it has a very different feeling and it probably looks a lot different to two people that absolutely want to dance together. For me it's really important that I feel authentic and proud and in align with my values when it comes to horse training and so whenever I feel like I'm wavering away from that you know maybe I get the feeling of no I want to make him do it then I I don't feel good about that and for me it's really important to follow those feelings and honor the way I feel when it comes to the horse training because ultimately i need to feel good about it and i need my horse to feel good about what we're doing together and look guys i'm not perfect in the past i've used spurs and whips and i still use whips to this day but in a very different way um but in the past i've used spurs and whips and things uh, in a way that i'm not necessarily proud of and you know it wasn't really my fault i didn't know any better i i was told to do that by um you know highly regarded instructors everyone else was doing it that way and honestly if I knew a better way I would have done that and so when you know better you do better and this episode will help you to open up your mind and think outside the box when it comes to helping your horse find more forwards. The thing is every horse is an individual and there are literally thousands of ways to help a horse be more forward-thinking and in this episode, rather than giving you a recipe to help your horse go forwards, I'm actually gonna be throwing out lots of different ideas that you can think about and play with and trial and error yourself, which are all underpinned by a positive, playful approach so that you can find what works for your horse. I've actually got 18 ideas. I know it seems like a lot, but. I've really brainstormed all of the ways that have helped me achieve forwards with my own horses and I'm hoping that you will have some success with some of these ideas as well. Before I get stuck into these ideas, there are two points I want to make first. The first one is, of course, you need to rule out any veterinary or health issues, saddle fit issues, dentistry, etc., etc., so that you can really make sure that the horse isn't saying no to going forwards because of pain or discomfort, right? That's really important. Imagine if you had a upset stomach or you had a stone in your shoe or something like that, and your personal trainer was asking you to run. It's like, I don't, I literally can't. No matter how much incentive you give me, I don't wanna do that right now because I'm in pain. So definitely rule out any health or veterinary issues first, but assuming you've already done that, I'll move on to point two, which is before you look for solutions, I want you to start thinking what could potentially be the root cause as to why my horse doesn't wanna move forwards. Okay, so... There are a few reasons why a horse wouldn't wanna move forwards. And it's important to start here because if you can understand the why, then you can kind of tailor your solution to meet that why. And this goes for all horse problems that you have. You need to try and put yourself into your horse's shoes or hooves and literally think, okay, if I was my horse, why would I be behaving in this way? And like we've discussed, it can be a health issue. It can be a motivational issue. So, you know, what's in it for them? Literally, why would they want to move forwards if you keep them going for half an hour and there's nothing in it for them? There's no reward. There's no release. Maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe your writing isn't up to scratch. And so they literally don't think it's beneficial for them to be moving forwards. Maybe they're confused. So they don't actually understand what it is that you're asking and you need to break it down more for them perhaps they are scared or anxious. And some horses will show us a freeze response rather than a flight response when they're scared or anxious. So they literally don't wanna move forwards because they're that terrified, they're that worried. And this is especially the case when your horse is in a situation where they're afraid of something, that's not a good time to be working on the forwards button usually because the horse needs to deal with their anxiety and help find relaxation before you can go working on something like a forward response. I have found with my own personal horses mostly it's due to if I'm struggling with forwards it's due to motivation or confusion. Sometimes tension if I'm in a new environment um, but usually it's motivation and confusion. I wonder what it is for your horse. Anyway let's jump into these ideas that I have around helping your horse find more forwards. So the first idea is to check your attitude. Recently I did a or probably not recently maybe a few probably a month or so ago now I did a post on being your horse's cheerleader and I really like the idea of being your horse's cheerleader over just their leader say because cheerleader has a very positive energy around it right. So you instead of approaching your horse in a way like no you must move forwards you must do what I say it's more come on buddy you can do it I've got your back we can do this together and when you're working on forwards you don't want to get angry mean frustrated or mad because your horse is not going to feel positive about moving forwards if that's the way you're being when you're working on forwards so they will start to relate the attitude that you show up with with the tasks that you're working on. So if you're always grumpy and frustrated and fed up when you're working on forwards, your horse is not gonna like going forwards. But if you're playful and happy and positive and encouraging like a cheerleader would be, then your horse has more of a chance of feeling positive and finding forwards in a positive and happy way. So it's really important that you check your attitude, First, and that's why I've made it the first idea out of all of these 18 ideas because you really need to make sure your head is in the right space when you're approaching this particular problem before moving on. The next idea is to change or think about your environment. So often we're working on forwards in the arena and I get it, it's a nice safe place to be working on things with your horse and often a lot of the work that we do in competitive disciplines is in an arena. But horses naturally find more forwards when they're out in big open spaces, on trails, and even in things like forests and vineyards where there's narrow straight lines, which helps to draw a horse more forwards. Now, I know what you're thinking, that's all well and good, Amalia, but I need to be able to get forwards in the arena. Like Maybe you're a dressage rider or someone who can only have access to an arena, Um, But what I'm saying is you're more likely to get forwards in the arena if you can get your horse more forwards out on uh, an easier environment. So if you can set it up in an environment that is easy for your horse to find forwards, then you're more likely to get it in the arena as well. And try not to place so many limitations on yourself straight away. So yes, you need to be able to do it in the arena. You need to be able to do it anywhere at the end of the day. But to begin with, um, you want to make sure that you're in an environment that is as easy as possible for your horse. It's kind of like, you know, if you're um, helping a child to stand up for the first time, right? So a young, young baby kind of thing, um, learning to stand up for the first time. Yes, that's. Baby eventually needs to be able to stand up by itself without any assistance. But of course, you're going to help that baby stand up for the first time or the first lots of times really before they've developed the strength to be able to do that. So you don't go in that moment, oh, well, you need to be able to stand up without assistance, so right from the start, you can start that way. It's like, no, you need to be able to set it up for that baby right from the start that it's super easy and you're setting it up for success before they go on to more challenging tasks. Anyway, I digress. The next idea is consistent cues. Now, this really goes without saying, but a lot of people don't really know exactly what they're doing when they're asking their horse to go forwards. So if you don't really even know what your cue is to go forwards, then how is your horse supposed to be really clear on that? And I wanna give you a little kind of phrase to remember when you're using cues with your horse. And it goes like this, offer, encourage, support. So your offer is the very lightest cue that you would like to use ultimately with your horse to ask them to go forwards. So for me, that's kind of floating my belly button forward slightly and even my hands will go ever so slightly forwards and my seat, so my gluteal muscles, engage slightly. Right, so I'm embodying this forwards kind of energy, that's my offer. Then encourage, so that might be my legs gently closing, gently closing. And then hopefully by that point, they've already taken the forward store, the open door in front of me. That's what I'm sort of imagining. And if they don't, then I might support with my stick, say, in a polite, positive and friendly way rather than a, you know, getting up them kind of way. So think about offering your lightest cue, encouraging with your next, I guess, encouraging aid, like your legs or your voice or whatever you choose to use, and then supporting with something like your whips or if someone, if you're someone that uses spurs, you can use a spur. It's not something that I use, but um, each to their own, everyone's on their own journey. So the point that I'm trying to make is be really consistent and methodical and systematic in your application of your cues. So you become very predictable for your horse. If you are randomly applying leg aids on, it's not gonna be clear for your horse. Which brings me to the next idea, which is break it down. So yes, you need consistent clues, but you also, if something's not working at say the trot or canter, go back to the walk, go back to the previous gate, even go back to the halt and check your basic response to your go aid or your go cue from the halt, because I bet you it's probably not as good as it can be from the halt if you're struggling at the next gate, the walk or the trot or the canter. Keep going with your response at the halt to walk until you're super happy with it, right? So make sure that you're not skipping steps. Uh, skipping steps. You're not progressing to trot and canter, even though you're like, oh, the halt walk transition's not great, but never mind. I need to be able to trot and canter for dressage, so I'll just do that. No. To break it down, go back to the halt, get that really good before continuing and making it more difficult for the horse. And this also has the advantage of you being able to really slow down and be clear and consistent with your cues because it's very hard to, or it's much more difficult to be clear and consistent at the faster gates when there's a lot more movement and a lot more things happening. The next idea, idea number five, is don't layer criteria too soon. Or if you're struggling with forwards, loosen your criteria a little bit. So what am I talking about with criteria? Okay, so my picture is that I want to be able to have my horse move freely forwards, to be able to accept a light contact, and I want to also be able to, say, do a leg yield at the same time, right? All of those things, they're my three criteria. I want forwards movement, acceptance of a light contact, and I want to be able to move sideways towards the track. Okay, so they're three, those three things need to be able to work really well individually before I can combine them. And if we're thinking about order of preference, out of those three things, the forward is probably the most important thing um, out of the forward, sideways and the contact. So when you're working on forwards drop those other criteria don't even care about sideways don't even care about the contact just work on getting forwards first so your horse can be super clear and understanding on one aspect of that and then work on another aspect Before you start combining them together in this way you will gain so much clarity your horse will gain so much clarity and understanding and therefore trust you more and be more willing to work with you because you can be a really clear communicator and you're not going to be overwhelming your horse and confusing your horse with lots of different complex and combined signals idea number six is a very good active neutral. So what I mean by active neutral is when you're moving along with your horse, when they are going forwards, you need to be able to remain in a way that is very quiet, but still with a certain amount of energy in your body. So when you are walking, say, there's a certain amount of energy. So when I'm, I'm talking about walking, I'm talking about you as a human walking on the ground. There's a certain amount of energy that you have Within you, when you're walking along, right? There's a certain amount of, you know, um, up and moving kind of thing. Um, and same with when you move into a jog, there's that next level of energy that you kind of bring into your body. You need to embody that when you're walking, trotting, and cantering on your horse so your horse can feel like you're moving with them. So a good active neutral means that you do have a certain level of energy in your body when you are moving in harmony with your horse. But you're also not inhibiting your horse's movement by, um, you know, like, putting more leg on or holding the reins back. So you need to be really quiet, but still have a certain amount of energy in your body. I hope that makes sense. So you're really still, you're moving in harmony with your horse, but you have this trotting or cantering or whatever gate it is you're choosing to work on, that kind of energy inside of you, you're going with your horse. So it's really important that you have a good active neutral. So your horse knows that yes, this is exactly what you're after. You're just simply enjoying the ride. Which brings me to the next idea, idea number seven, which is a way you can actually work on getting a really good active neutral, which is going into two point position or standing in your stirrups. I personally like to do a lot of standing in my stirrups work because it's very difficult to be noisy with your legs when you're in two point position or standing in the stirrups. Because when you've got weight, a lot of weight in your stirrups it's hard to kind of grip with your legs so you're not going to be accidentally putting leg aids on when you don't want to be especially when your horse is moving forwards which is what you want you really don't want to be applying excess or unintentional leg aids at that time you want the horse to feel like oh she keeps my her legs off of me or not completely off but at least not pestering me when I'm moving forwards, I get a release within the movement. So getting up into two point position, standing in your stirrups is a really nice way of helping your your legs be really quiet when you're riding. And I know you you can't ride standing in your stirrups all the time, but if you can get really good at walking, trotting and cantering in a two point position, standing in your stirrups is gonna do wonders for your lower leg position and your position in general, but also your horse will start to feel a release within the movement when they are moving forwards. Idea number eight is to do nothing. Okay, let me explain this one. So when you finally get that forwards response that you're after with your horse, see if you can, let's say you're in the arena and you're going around the outside, see if you can do nothing when your horse is going forwards. Us humans wanna do things all the time. We're very handsy, we wanna correct things, we wanna micromanage, we wanna put our legs on, we wanna keep asking our horse to do different things. But if you're working on forwards, I'd like to encourage you to go around the arena with your horse moving and see if you can literally do nothing, make no corrections for that whole lap. You'd be surprised how much you actually want to interfere with your horse. And really, we want to show our horses that when they're moving freely forwards, that it's a nice place to be, that we're going to leave them alone. We're going to reward them for putting in that effort. And it's really important that when you do find that forwards, you don't ask your horse to keep going and going and going and going and keep drilling your horse when they do find the forwards. Because otherwise you're saying, hey, horse, I want you to go forwards. Oh, great. Now that you're forwards, let's keep trotting for 10, 15, 20 minutes. It's like if you're struggling to get forwards, you need to release after a short distance of going forwards and gradually build from there because you're, you need to show that your horse that you're not going to take advantage of their offer. So if they're offering that forwards movement, you're not going to just go, awesome, I'll take, 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 and then at the end of it, they're thinking, why did I even offer to go forwards? Because she just made it really difficult for me. Idea number nine is to change the task. The type of task that you're working on when it comes to helping your horse find more forwards is really important because in general, when you're riding on circles, it's not super motivating for a horse to want to move out um, faster or more forwards because, uh, well, they're just going around in circles. There's not really a purpose to that. Whereas straight lines seem to give a horse more of a purpose for moving out more forwards so instead of riding around and around and around in a circle what you could do is stand in one corner and rest there for a little bit so you're allowing the horse just to relax which sounds like is what they want to do and then you'll ask for the forwards get the forwards response and you'll head to the other end of the arena and you'll rest in the other corner so you're showing the horse you're almost playing a little bit of a game you're saying Okay, well, we're going to move really out forwards and responsive along the long side, and then we're going to rest for a little while. And maybe you rest for longer than the time it was that you were moving out forwards. So then your horse is thinking, yes, get me to that other corner because I get to relax. And then you can build from that and maybe skip a corner and relax in the next corner and so on. So you can kind of set, it, set the task up as a bit of a game to develop that forwards, utilising straight lines because horses tend to get faster on a straight line. And I will make a note there, fast doesn't necessarily mean forwards. Um, forwards is actually more about the responsiveness, it's more about the willingness to respond, it's more about their Um, their response to what we're asking. So yes, often we talk about forwards with a horse that doesn't want to move out faster, but really what we're talking about is that willingness to move forwards. Other tasks like jumping or more exciting things like games, mounted games, novelties can help a horse be more motivated to move forwards as well. So you might think about adding in more tasks like that rather than drilling your horse, doing circles and difficult dressage type movements in the arena. And you're probably thinking once again, well Amalia, I need to be able to do those dressage movements like I wanna be a dressage rider or whatever your goal might be. But if your horse is telling you that they are struggling to move forwards, they're not wanting to move forwards, then maybe you need to start rethinking your criteria around what your work schedule for your horse, like quote unquote work, um, your sessions with your horse looks like, because they're probably telling you they need more variety, they need more fun, they need to enjoy what they're doing a little bit more. You can pepper in some dressage stuff when you're changing um, their, their, the variety of their routine. You know, I do a bit of leg yield out on the trail. I will do a paddock ride and do shoulder in along the fence line. So just because you're not in an arena doesn't mean you can't practice dressage things. Idea number 10, ask yourself, what is the responsiveness like in other yields or other requests? So often if your response to forwards, so going from halt to walk, walk to trot, trot to canter is not very good, then most likely your cues and responsiveness to other yields is not very good. So things like asking your horse to go backwards, asking your horse to go sideways or moving the hindquarters left and right or moving the front legs left and right and in my horsemanship fundamentals academy I go over how to do each of these things both on the ground and in the saddle which is really helpful because side note basically everything you want to do with your horse is a combination of those things um, so yeah if you want to find out more about that head to my website horsemanship fund uh, AmaliaDempsey.com and click on the academy link but anyway so if you're wanting to get a more forward horse think about where um, this kind of lack of responsiveness is showing up in other areas and how you can address that which kind of brings me to the next idea number 11 which is where else is this showing up so if we're talking about forwards being a responsiveness a willingness where else is that lack of willingness showing up? So it might be that when you're doing groundwork, when you're circling your horse around you, they don't really want to move out freely forwards. So helping your horse find forwards, especially on the ground before you're even on the back, is a easier way for the horse to find forwards because they're not having to deal with the weight of a rider on their back. And often you can be much more clear about your cues because You're not accidentally gripping with your legs or, um, you know, asking firmly with your legs when you're not meaning to. So you can usually be a lot more clear on the ground about asking your horse to go more forwards, which in turn can help you when you are riding. Idea number 12 is voice aids. So, which kind of links to the previous idea in that when you are training forwards on the ground, you can use a voice aid for certain movements. Now, I actually don't really use voice aids religiously or super consistently, but I do use my voice to help embody the right energy that I am after. So, you know, if my horse is... Um, not really responding in exactly the same way I might say come on or you can do it so they can feel that positive energy from me but I know that some people will use clicks and smooches and even words like trot and canter to help their horse find the forwards um, on the ground and then they can apply those voice aids when they're under saddle as well I probably yeah I probably do use that more than I know that I use it I think I definitely for canter I say hop so my horse has a very clear difference between when I just want them to move out. Actually I do. I tell a lie. I tell I tell a lie because when I am asking for a longer trot, I use a ch 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 sort of noise. And when I ask for canter, I will use a hop. Huh noise. Um, But yeah, I think the reasoning more so for me is to help embody that energy and the horses would definitely make an association between those voices and what it is they're actually being asked to do. Idea number 13 is to offer an incentive, especially for those horses that are really lacking motivation. So literally, why would they want to do that? Um, now, I did already mention that task going from corner to corner, but what you could also do to add even more incentive is actually place some barrels in the corners. If you're open to using treats, I'm personally someone who uses treats in training, and you could place some treats on top of those barrels so that they're thinking, yes, get me to that barrel because I want to have the treats that are on top of the barrel. Or you could even use just some loose hay or some kind of nice incentive um, in the corners so that your horse is seeking to get to the next corner. And you can easily transition this away from using barrels or hay in the corners to you just having treats on you. Don't feel like, oh, if I'm rewarding just like one stretch of forwards that I'm always going to have to reward, you know, 60 meters of trot. It's, it's not that way at all. Think about using treat training with dogs. You know, we usually... Teach a horse, uh, sorry, teach a dog to sit using treats, but that doesn't mean we have to use treats for the rest of their life to ask them to sit. Like once it's an established behavior, it's generally pretty good and pretty reliable, and we might only then reward sporadically. Idea number 14, related to the previous one, it's such a nice flow of ideas, this one. I like I like the order that I've put them in. Idea number 14 is check your treat timing. So if you are using treats, Make sure that you're using a noise or uh, I think it's called in, in technical terms, a bridge or a marking signal so that your horse knows exactly what you're rewarding them for. So let's say I'm working on canter transitions. I will say good, which is, or yes, which are my kind of words that I use to let my horse know that they're on the right track when they make that canter transition, not after they've dropped into the trot. So you need to use that, uh, that bridge, that marking signal, yes, good, as they're going into canter and then you can stop them and give them the reward. Because otherwise if you don't, they think the stopping is actually what gives them the reward. So if you are using treats, make sure that you are telling them when it is that they're actually doing the right thing and rewarding after you've used that signal and not rewarding them for actually stopping. Cause you know, obviously it's pretty hard to give your horse treats whilst they're moving forwards. Idea number 15 is to follow another horse. Horses get a lot of confidence from other horses. And so what you could do is have a friend ride around at trot or whatever you're struggling with and have your horse follow that horse. It really does help create a lot of extra energy and your horse will be able to feel that you're moving along with them freely and not blocking them by following another horse. And this can also be used in a way um, like tr- following or chasing something else. So often when I'm riding out in the back paddocks, we'll find kangaroos and I like to chase the kangaroos because it's fun. Um, And the horses do really feel that uh, excitement kind of following something. So you could even get a friend to drag a cone or um, something out behind them and you can follow that. So following another horse or another object or chasing something can help to find more forwards. Idea 16 is to check your position. So a lot of people place a lot of emphasis on this. It's not the be all and end all, but uh, it's really important that you do check it because often you can actually be blocking or restricting the horse in your own body. If you're holding brace or tension, you might be asking your horse to go forwards. You think you're asking your horse to go forwards, but your body's actually saying something very different. So you really wanna be thinking of offering a lightness when you go forwards rather than pushing down and driving your seat down into their back, which could be really uncomfortable. And of course would not be a pleasant experience for the horse learning to find forwards. So make sure you're not sitting heavy, you're not behind the movement, you're not grinding or pushing or wiping that saddle, um, but you're offering a lightness in your body as you come forwards, almost as if you're just starting to hover above their back slightly. I know that's, that's helped me a lot to help my horses lift their backs up and go forwards into the movement that I'm asking for. Another good idea around your position is to video yourself. So I use a Pivo or a Pixum to film myself because I don't always have someone there to film me. And I actually did a podcast episode comparing those two devices to video yourself. So you're interested in that. If you're interested in that, go back and listen to that episode. Um, So yeah, videoing yourself is a really good idea to literally coach yourself and have a look at your own position and have a look and go, okay, well, my horse is struggling with forwards. Does it look like I'm actually asking for forwards there? Does it look like I'm making it easy for my horse to find forwards? And if not, what is it about your position that you could change? Idea number 17 is to offer your horse variety. Sometimes horses can get bored in the arena especially. They don't like being drilled. They don't like doing the same task over and over and over and over without an outcome or an end result in mind. Think about if you had a personal trainer and every single session they had you doing the exact same circuit every single damn time, you would get pretty bored and you probably would start to look for other trainers to be honest and team that with a frustrated, mean, mad energy and you're definitely sacking that personal trainer, right? Um, Not that I think a horse human relationship is like a personal trainer and client relationship at all, but for some reason they're coming up as examples today. Um, so really think about offering your horse some variety in their training, you know, maybe go, only go in the arena twice a week and the other days you're at the forest or in the paddock or spending undemanding time with them or doing tricks or just providing your horse that little bit more variety so that when you do work on the forwards, they're more likely and more willing to offer it to you. Okay guys, actually there are 19 ideas in total. I stuffed up my numbering, but that's all good because there's more ideas for you. Now this next idea, idea number 18 is, might seem a little bit woo woo to you guys, but I want you to consider it anyway. It is, where am I not going forward? So quite often I find that horses are our mirror. Right, So often they reflect what we are struggling with in our own lives. So I actually want you to think for yourself, where am I not going forwards in my life? Where am I not wanting to put in the effort? Where am I not finding that energy and that sparkle and that joy and that uh, like forwards momentum in my life? Because maybe your horse is mirroring that and you actually need to do the work on yourself in that area so that you're not showing up with this kind of invisible block when you approach your horse. I know this might seem a little bit woo-woo, guys, but I know that in myself, I have found that when I am struggling with something self-development-wise, it's somehow reflected in my horsemanship. So don't knock it before you try it. And idea number 19 is get some help, right? Sometimes we just need a helping hand, whether that be someone on the ground, whether that be another rider that hops on your horse for you and see if it is something to do with you. Um, But I really want to say this with a disclaimer, make sure you're really careful about who you select to help you because you don't want to get someone who's going to be abusive towards your horse that's going to just say, just get the longer spurs out. Um, So you wanna make sure this person is in complete congruence with what you're about in your horse training. So make sure you kind of screen people before you get them out. Or maybe you just need to do some more research and um, seeking yourself online or in books or in courses to make sure you've got the adequate skills to help your horse find more forwards. So I hope these 19 ideas have helped you think a little bit more outside the box to help your horse find more forwards in a really positive way. So in summary, first of all, of course, make sure that it's not a health-related or veterinary problem. Think about the root cause of the issue, whether it's motivation, confusion, anxiety, etc. Really put yourself in your horse's shoes to find out, you know, why would it be that they're not wanting to go forwards? And then make sure you're thinking outside the box with these 19 ideas as a guiding place so that you can think about how you can make it easier for your horse to set things up for success so your horse can really find forwards and feel really good about it. And remember, if you're wanting to learn more from me, please join me inside my Horsemanship Fundamentals Academy starting on the 1st of March, 2021. Or if you're listening to this at a later date, please head over to my website and join the waitlist if it's not currently open for enrollment. Um, There will be multiple rounds of this before I offer it ongoing. So really hope to see you inside of that, but otherwise I will catch you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the Horsemanship Breakthroughs podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode is released. And if you've learned even just one small thing from today's show, I would really appreciate if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions from today's show, suggestions for future episodes, or just want to reach out and say hi, I would love to connect with you on Instagram at amalia underscore horses. Remember to also register for my free connection and communication mini course at amaliadempsey.com.